there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Andrew Dana. To better understand what you do in your current role as the owner and chief doughboy. Mm-hmm. By the way, boy is B-O-I. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> How many employees do you have between Timber and Call Your Mother? And what are all of your responsibilities? Yes, we and we also have a, a small offshoot of Timber out in Boston. So between all the farmers markets and all this, we have over 90 employees currently. So my job is like it's constantly evolving. The first two years at Timber, I was, you know, I was the owner and I was an employee. I was making pizza every single night. Some nights I was taking orders at the front and sort of little by little, we had to put some some layers and some systems in place. So now we have great managers and director of operations and head bakers. And so now I've really moved into more of like a management operations role. And I would say my main responsibility now is, is future growth. We raised $1.35 million this year to open some more Call Your Mothers. So I'm looking to negotiate leases and sign up architects and design new restaurants and also hire great staff. I think this is an industry that is so reliant on having great people. And so I'm constantly recruiting and interviewing and trying to just find people who are hungry to be in this industry who are looking for great opportunity. Because I say, don't look at this as a restaurant, look at this as a startup and, you know, get in now before we go to the freaking moon. And I have a feeling you're going to get there. I hope so. Knock on wood. So take us into a typical day. Yeah. What does it look like? What time are you getting up? I get up between 5.30 and 6. We get up early. Danny and I usually get up around the same time. We usually have some coffee together and then we usually separate. She comes in a lot earlier to me to deal with baking. She's really more hands-on in the kitchen. But it totally depends on the day. Some days I go straight to one of our new location build outs and deal with that. Some days I just come here. I think it's really important to still be in the restaurant every day or as much as you can to, to sort of see how everything's going. So today I came here this morning, was just like here for three hours and, you know, nitpicking on little things, but also just making sure morale and vibes are through the roof, making sure the music was just right. Like nitpicking um, around what? You name it. Why is that table not wiped down a little faster? Why is there an empty Coke bottle on the street. Like that's how anal we are. It's not just in front of us. It's like in front of our restaurant should be clean. So before we open, you know, checklist is to go clean the street and the sidewalk, but our staff is great. And like 99% of the time they're nailing it. And then we're also just always talking about the future here with the bakers. How do we increase production? How do we bake faster? How do we bake better? How do we make this more consistent? So truly every day is different. Last week, I spent a whole day down at the zoning board doing a hearing for our Georgetown location. We're having some zoning issues. So I've had to figure out how to wear a lot of different hats. But I like being in the restaurant the most. I really do. Like I love interacting with customers and the staff and making great food. So the bigger we get, I sort of do less of that. But I have to remind myself to still 
get my boots on the ground and stay in the shops. Definitely. So we're going to be digging into your time as an undergrad at the College of Charleston in just a few Scary. minutes. Okay. Oh, my mom doesn't listen. No, no, yet. no. We're not going to be digging that deep. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> and your time in grad school. You got your MBA, by the way, from Fordham University. And Go that Rams. Was Go Rams in 2010. And you specialized in marketing. Yeah. You actually did a couple of marketing internships, as you mentioned, in the sports industry as an account executive at Octagon mm-hmm. and then at Fox Rock Partners. That's a little bit of a tongue I twister. I honestly forgot that name. That was so long ago. <laughs> Good by you. What, if anything, did you learn in those jobs and from your time in grad school in the marketing space that you may have applied to building your yeah. restaurants? I think my biggest takeaway there, and I I always beat this drum, is that everybody is playing from the same playbook in all these industries. And that's true of any industry, whether it's marketing or sales or whatever, teaching, whatever. It's like everybody's playing from the same playbook. Everybody learns the same shit. So everybody's doing the same shit. So nothing feels like original anymore. And you see that. And it's like in the more you're in an industry, the like harder it is to sort of like do innovative stuff, I think, because you just like this is the way we do it. This is the way we think this. This is the sort of social media programming we do. And so I really saw like everybody's doing the same stuff. So nothing feels original anymore. And obviously some stuff feels original. That's not everybody. But like the majority of people are just playing from the same playbook. And so everything I've done, I'm just trying to always think about like, let's throw the playbook out. Let's just like do this a new way. Let's think creatively, which is really scary at the beginning. You know, like when you're starting a restaurant, everybody's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you going to that neighborhood? What are you doing in that small of a space for? What? Why is your menu so small? And you're just like, we're just going to do our thing and hopefully it resonates with the people and thank God it did. So your kind of secret sauce Mm -hmm. was to throw out the playbook and listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. When they zig, we zag. Always just try to stay ahead of the game a little bit. But like Danny and I always say, it's like we just like cook what we like and we make what we like and we build spaces that we'd want to hang out in. And that's truly it. We're not like doing it to try and fit some mold. You know, you hear these restaurants being like, and we're going to build like an Instagram wall. And that shit never hits. It never resonates. When you're trying to like force that stuff, it doesn't work. We're really lucky that a lot of people come in here and use Instagram and social media, but we are never like, this is going to be the wall where they're going to take photos. It's like, be original, be yourselves, let it happen organically and throw the playbook out. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.